Our next storyteller, Asan Shaban, will tell us the story of what it was like to leave his home country. I can pledge myself to pay for your education. I could always hear the sentence from my father showing me his commitment to supporting my studies. I felt that same commitment from my mother who spent time practicing with me my school subjects so that I be the top student in class. My father never broke that promise. As a result, I started attending English and art classes when I was a child. And yes, I was the top student during my whole school term. But imagine living in a country that they're trying to kill you just because of what you are. We as Hazaras, an ethnic group, are facing social, civil, and political discrimination, and worst of all, genocide in Afghanistan. For the last eight years, my mom said goodbye to us every morning with a throat full of lumps, worried we wouldn't return in the evening because they were committing suicide bombing attacks just because we were Hazaras and we were learning. In July 2016, they targeted a millions of Hazara people demonstration about a discrimination uh, where they committed two fatal suicide bombing inside the demonstrators and I lost two of my friends there. In August 2019, they bombed a police station in Hazara people area where I was a mile away from the explosion. And the mirrors of our house and my father's shop all broke down and my father got injured when broken glasses hit his head. But the one which I can never forget happened on 2nd of November 2020 when I was, when it was my second year at the university, I was studying urban design and planning at Kabul University. It was my second year. And at that time, my goal was to become the Minister of Urban Development one day. It was around 10 in the morning and it was a class break. We were playing in the playground. We were playing football. The once everyone started shouting, run, run, run. And everyone was running through the exit gate. And we were shocked and we were horrified because the chance of surviving from a suicide bombing is almost zero. There is no chance. I was shocked. I did not know what to do. I saw the death in front of my eyes. I knew that there would be no chance surviving a, a suicide bombing. I couldn't dare to, to run through the exit gate assuming if the attackers were coming from that gate, so I would disappear in a moment. Now I don't remember, but I, now I don't remember how, but I jumped over a three meter tall wall that day to save myself. They entered our university and killed 32 students and wounded more than 50 others. And that day, I died 32 times as per students.
I survived that day, but I was never the same person again. I realized that that country is no more a place to live. And also I promised with myself to try to create a peaceful world where no one else would experience such a thing that we experienced that day. This was the normal situation on Hazara people in Afghanistan. Multiple other genocidal attacks happened and it was totally normalized. In 30th September 2022, they committed another fatal suicide bombing on an educational center who most of the, that educational center students were teenager school girls. And in that attack, also they killed 54 teenager school girls and wounded more than 114 others. So this time, I couldn't tolerate it. I, I couldn't just sit and, and see and tolerate what's going on. I've, I was feeling like my soul had been torn out of my body and was on fire. So I announced that I'm going to help the victims and with two of my friends, we formed a nonprofit to help the victims, not just the victims, but to heal actually ourselves. I went to the hospitals and started visiting the victims and seeing them there in that condition, I cried a lot and They needed financial support to pay for their medical bills and also to buy food. That was why I announced on um, social media, on Facebook, uh, to gather to collect financial supports to be able to support the victims. That was how I got introduced to wonderful Sidna Trolgesic who lives here in Des Moines. Thanks to a mutual friend, Sidina saw my, my post on Facebook and sent $1,000 from here back to Afghanistan so that I distribute that among the victims. Two months later, as, as supports of my father and also attention and efforts of my mother to my studies, I succeed to come to the United States as a student, on a student visa. So first I landed in Miami and I was really, really happy to be able to, to get out of that genocide and to save myself. But soon I realized that I was totally alone, frustrated and disappointed because I knew no one in, the, in Miami and that was that and almost I knew no one in the United States. So I just knew Sidina through that connection that we had before. So I called her and she was there to help as always. So she told me to come to Des Moines and I came to Des Moines and spent six days in her sister's home while she was on a trip and she didn't even know that I was in her home. <laughs> 
And yeah, Sedina then posted about me on Facebook. Um, that was how I was introduced to the Kubrashes family, transferring from an old family to a new family here in the United States. The Kubrashes who had fled uh, persecution decades ago from Bosnia knew how I was feeling. They could understand that what is that feeling to be have to escape your country, to be have to escape the persecution and coming to a new city, to a new country where you know no one, and everything is new and you're just struggling. I found a new father, Hassan Kubrash, and the new mother, Shora Kubrash, whose biggest concern was if I was full. And they were offering me food every hour. <laughs> it made the situation very, very amazing and lovely to me. Slowly, as I got uh, familiar with the environment, I felt the real safety and freedom after a very long time in my life. Yes, there were some cultural differences, but there is a language that does not need a translator, kindness. These days, I'm living on campus. I'm uh, enrolled uh, in DMAC in classes, and I'm living on campus. And yes, uh, with the, I lived three months with the Kubrash's uh, families. They were treating me as their son, taking me to their family parties, and everything was amazing. So right now I'm uh, enrolled in classes at DMAG and I'm also living there and I'm talking to the Kubrashes on phone and sending them Facebook messages. And when I talk back to my family, I tell them uh, about the uh, pressure and the strugglings that I'm facing uh, right now here and how I'm trying to get over them. And they say that, yes, they believe on me that I will choose the best path. I'm hopeful that they will also be able someday to come to leave Afghanistan and come to here. I'm grateful to my heroes wonderful Sidina Trojasik, Hassan, and Shora Kubrash, and their daughters, who are my new sisters. They gave me support, care, and protection when I was feeling totally alone, disappointed, and frustrated. They gave me the feeling of transferring from an old family from Afghanistan to a new family in the United States. Thank you.